0: On this Wednesday, happy hump day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. The physical delivery of wealth insurance, gold and silver, it is what we do. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. To the website, www.allamericangold.com. We've got the latest, my latest blog is up. Uh, I apologize. We probably. I always, you know, I'm always a day late, The dollar short. Would have been great if I would have had that done on Friday. But nonetheless, uh, the latest blog is all about silver uh, flying again this morning. Uh, speaking of flying, hopefully, no missiles will be in the air. This is the hole in the ceiling studio. The hole was not created by a North Korean missile. I'm declaring this hour. Twitter free hour as the social media running wild as well here's what's happened the Japanese first reported it yesterday and no one took it seriously and then apparently the Americans got it and whatever the Japanese said in their report we confirmed it last night uh, it appears that the North Korean nuclear program is much, much farther along uh, than we were led to believe. They have, apparently, the, here's how it goes. I'll just read you how it goes. Uh, I am not a nuclear rocket scientist, but I did sleep at a Holiday Inn once, so I may be able to be qualified on this. But they're saying that the North Koreans have developed a miniaturized nuclear warhead. In other words, I guess the the ballistic missile has a smaller warhead on it, and you have to develop the technology to make it a nuclear one. And the Japanese first reported it. Uh, the the our defense department has now confirmed it that it does appear uh... that north korea has miniaturized the nuclear warheads and is considering a well i don't know i guess we're going to consider all options uh... donald trump took to twitter last night lashing out north korea in reports of a new milestone in its nuclear quest the washington post uh... this is out of the usa today so we've got multiple confirmations now. The, the Washington Post said a confidential, <laughs> all these leaks, confidential Defense intelligence Agency report concluded that North Korea produced a miniaturized nuclear warhead that can fit inside its missiles. A breakthrough is, I guess that is crucial to advance on the path to producing a nuclear-armed missile that could strike the United States. North Korea, best not make any more threats on the United States, is what Donald Trump tweeted uh, from the from New Jersey last night. Then North Korea promptly responds, uh, responded with, we're going to hit Guam. Now, I don't know what the people of Guam did, but they woke up this morning and said, what happened? Of course, we do have a base involved, and I, it's not funny, but it, it, it kind of is, but it really isn't. And and like I said, there's really not, There's really no good option, but it certainly seems like we're heading in a confrontational direction. Uh, and that's got everybody nervous. Uh, gold's up today. Uh, matter of fact, gold's up $16, $1,272 silver up 41 cents at 16 dollars in 80 cents uh the dow is down but it but it's you know it's not down a ton uh down about 60 points as everybody has gotten concerned this is the second time now really in the last what month that we've learned that north korea was much farther ahead
1: than we really
0: thought they were right first was they had the The ballistic missile that could maybe possibly get to Alaska, then we find out, you know, a few weeks after that, oh, well, you know what, it pretty much can get here now. It can get all the West Coast, all of the Midwest. Um, Can it get to D.C. or New York? They say they don't know. North Korea says yes. We say no. Now, I'm going to believe the North Koreans on this one. If they say they can, I believe it now. This miniaturization of the nuclear warhead was supposed to be something that they were at least a year or two away from doing, uh, and apparently this confidential memo that the Washington Post says that it has uh, confirming the report that came out of it, and they really my guess is the Washington Post was going to run it and the, so the Japanese said, well, in that case, we might as well tell you what we know. They released a 500-page uh, report about it. And so this is kind of what's driving the market today. Uh, but again, this is this is part of what we talk about. You need to be prepared because we don't know what the next shoe to drop is. And when you think about, you know, kind of like a, a, a radar, there's blips all over the place. Right, we don't know. Is, is it going to be uh, a war with North Korea? Is is it going to be uh, something that happens in the debt markets? You know, Alan Greenspan talking about the bond market and the problems there. Is it going to be a, a, a problem in the equity market or the car market or the home market? We don't know. But this is why you're prepared, and this is why we are here. to Radio News Hour. We're going to talk about some economic news when we return. Gas in my truck, butter on my biscuit. Butter in the biscuit, paper radio news hour, eight hundred nine five one Uh 2 pieces of economic data out today, and one of them... The most misleading report I've seen, probably well, only since Friday, since the jobs report on Friday, productivity. Now remember, you got to go back to the Alan Greenspan productivity miracle, which was we, you know, and when you think about productivity, it, it is a great thing because it allows a business to perform an action or a function using less labor right so the more productive businesses and companies are the more or the I guess the less labor they need to use the productivity number came out today and it was off the charts and I was like what Come on, and and I read the initial article, and there was productivity was up more than expected, 5.4 percent, and last quarter was up this, and everything's great. And it wasn't until I, I actually found, and it it was by accident that I even found it. This is how good of a job of misinformation that they give. They took last year's number. Because, you know, when they say, when they talk about numbers, they do year over year. They took 2016's number and revised it to the worst productivity levels since 1982. And I couldn't confirm it before I got on the air today, but my guess is that was probably when they actually started keeping records because it's such a random year 1982 nothing really good or bad was really happening in 82 but they said that productivity for the first time since 1982 miraculously declined last year obviously giving this year's number you got to take it with a grain of salt right If, if they had put the context in there and been above board on it I'd have been okay hey you know what after looking at it, we we were wrong. We really weren't that productive at all last year, and and therefore we we we're gonna have a number that seems abnormally high. But they don't like to do that, right? They want to mislead. Uh, my I guess my question will be, what will happen next year? Right? Are we gonna revise? <laughs> right? Maybe that's what they've been doing all along, and I just haven't paid attention because normally I don't look for it. Maybe every year they just go back, ah, let's lower all of these numbers so we can say we're more productive again. Uh, that was the first piece of Economic data. The second piece, and this one was a, a lot more troubling, was wholesale inventories. So what wholesale inventories are, very, very simply put, is businesses are building things they haven't sold yet. You know, kind of like the... Um, I guess liken it to a fast food place that, hey, I, I had these cheeseburgers pre-made before people got in the door, and I'm hoping that they're going to order them here because it's the time. And the inventory levels climbed more than expected, but the biggest culprit was the inventory of unsold cars just not stopping. And so we're going to have to really keep our eye on that come the, I guess, the second half of this year, you know, we know they're all scrambling, they're all trying to to cut production, yet it's still rising. Kind of what tells you, okay, they haven't cut it enough, right? So look for more plant closures, look for more layoffs in in the automobile sector, and then also you got to look at, that's a big effect on retail sales when you talk about consumer spending. Uh, automobiles takes a big piece of that. But I've been saying it for a while. Who can really afford it? Who can really afford $35,000? That's the average price of a new car. Right? For most people in this country, that's more than what they make in an entire year. And so now we'll, ha- we'll have to watch. We'll have to wait and see. But oh, inventories were on the rise again, uh, but not for a good reason. In other words, uh, more and more businesses, hey, we made this stuff. We just haven't sold it. And obviously, automobiles are uh, the biggest piece of it. I've been talking a lot lately about what's going on with me personally, uh, particularly with my mom you and know, my brothers and I, and I'm kind of the guy I'm in charge. And, and we talked about long-term care. And I love it when I talk about something on the air and then someone actually writes something so I can get educated. And that happened today. This was out, out of market watch. Long-term care. Not all Americans plan for it or even think about it, but all of them should. The numbers are overwhelming. And I was... You know, when I get surprised, then you know it's a big number. An American turning 65 today, and you think about, there's 10,000 people a day that retire. Every day, 10,000 of them. They have a 70% chance of needing some type of long-term care service According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, they say only a third of today's 65 and olders even have any type of long-term care insurance. So you're sitting there and you're thinking about 70%. So I guess the other 30%, I'll call them the lucky ones, right? They, they had the massive heart attack and died. or the, I mean, obviously, it's we're talking about uh, death in this and that's never a great subject to talk about but 7 out of 10 we don't get to go you know we fell asleep and never woke up we are in perfect health and had a heart attack and it was over or had a massive stroke and it was over, right we all talk about you know if we're going to go that's how you want to go right I just want to go in my sleep I want to you know I don't want to be a burden to anybody I don't want to be in a in a long-term care facility or anything like that. And and according to uh, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, that's not the likely outcome. Seven out of ten people are going to need long-term care at some point. Women, on average, need long-term care for longer. And my guess is women are just tougher, right? Ben, you know, when we get sick, we are babies, right? I get a sniffle, and I'm incapacitated. Women, 3.7 years of long-term care. That's the average. And, And you think about, you know, when we think about medical costs, Every one of us out there knows, man. If I need some type of medical long-term something for three point seven years, that's going to that's all of my money, right? They are going, they're going to clean me out, man. Two point two years, right? Nobody, well, you don't even want to spend two point two days in the emergency room, right? That bill's unaffordable. Ten thousand. There you go. Look at this. I'm ahead of the article. Ten thousand people a day turn sixty-five years of age, and it will continue. This ten thousand a day will continue till 2029. Right. So when you when you hear me talk about getting yourself prepared for what is coming, this is what we're talking about. These are 10,000 people a day going on the rolls of Social Security, and it's probably actually more than that because of the amount of people now that are going on early, right? And and people are going on to Social Security early, not because they don't don't need the money, right? They go on early because I need the money now. I've lost my job. I'm working some side hustle. I'm greeting people at Walmart. That's not enough. And now we realize this is going to continue for another 12 years. And we think about where Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid are at now. And then not, not, and now you think about where it's heading. And that's why it's so easy for me when, when, when we talk about what we need to prepare for. It's not complicated. I know when you watch The Idiot Box, they want it to be complicated. It's not. This is really, this is math that kids in elementary school can do. Right, granted, there's a lot of zeros involved, but the math is really simple. None of this stuff is going to be affordable. You're talking now of these people seven out of every ten are going to need long-term care and they're going to need it for years. A very large group of people will be leaving the earnings phase of their lifetime and going into retirement and will be facing potential health issues and and I can tell you i my mom was she's a she's a great mom, right? Great grandma. Like right? I, I wish everyone could have she was so energetic and so youthful. And she's just a little woman. I mean she's itty bitty. She's like five foot five and maybe weighs a hundred pounds. But slowly but surely and and it seems like over the last year, year and a half now, every little thing turns into a big one. And and I'm just cringing for that time where that happened. And to have this come out and they talk about seven out of every ten. I mean, that's way better odds than getting in a car crash. I mean, anything that you can really think of. I mean, when you talk about, hey, there's a 70% chance Right? That's kind of the average age. There's a 70% chance that the sun's going to be shining in Phoenix today. Of course they did. And then they go on to talk about Americans are living longer. People have no idea what tomorrow will bring. Managing director and financial advisor at Merrill Lynch, Melissa Spiegler, said in this interview, talking about they're not ready. And, and, and you think about all of the things that we talk about here and all of the preparation, and there's so much to do. Right? You can't just have gold and silver and think you're ready. You're not. We have a large amount of people that suffer from some type of chronic disease and a considerable amount of expense for their medical care now, a lot of us think, "Hey, those two go hand in hand, don't they?" Right? That's what they want. We actually don't want to cure the cancer, right? We, we want to, we want to be able to extend your life, but you'll still need us, though, right? I mean, I, I guess I always wonder why, you know, what when they talk about all the the ancient people and all of these things, and they dig them out of the ground, and all none of them died of cancer. Right? none of them die from you know uh, brain disease or, or things of that high cholesterol. You never hear that. Right? they all died the same way their natural causes or, or exposure or well you know violence. members of the federal long-term care insurance program. I'll talk about this one next. We're up. We're up on the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial.
2: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. From Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional, conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In
1: June, President Donald Trump celebrated the biggest victory by a president in the Supreme Court in a generation. Very grateful for the 9-0 decision from the U.S. Supreme Court, he tweeted. We must keep America safe. Every Supreme Court justice, liberal or conservative, Democrat or Republican, voted to uphold the essence of President Trump's executive order keeping dangerous foreigners from entering our country. Not one justice endorsed the allegation that Trump somehow violated the First Amendment by discriminating against Muslim visitors from Syria, Somalia, and other dangerous countries. This is a stunning reversal of fortune for the left, close on the heels of the 2016 elections. The American Civil Liberties Union, which had publicly threatened President Trump to see you in court, saw its dreams of judicial activism go up in smoke as the activist rulings of lower federal courts were effectively nullified. All nine justices on the high court joined the unanimous opinion, striking down the essence of the rulings against Trump by the Fourth and Ninth Circuits. Trump's prediction that he would win before the Supreme Court came true, just as many of his other predictions have been fulfilled, despite the media's insistence otherwise. The interest in preserving national security is an urgent objective of the highest order, so declared the court, using wording that President Trump himself might have tweeted. Headlines failed to give Trump credit for his landslide victory, and instead spoke in terms of the Supreme Court scheduling these cases for fuller consideration during its next term, which begins in October. But the court ruling requires that the essence of the executive order go into effect almost immediately. The same day that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Trump, a district court in San Antonio considered a challenge to a good new law in Texas banning sanctuary cities. In refreshing contrast with the Obama administration, Trump Attorney General Jeff Sessions has Justice Department attorneys in that case to support the state of Texas and its stance against sanctuary cities. This has been the Phyllis
2: Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Backwards, use words like no sir. Yes,
0: Time to get prepared. 800-951-0592. Uh, U.S twenty dollar liberties and St. God, it's all that you pick. I'm gonna take take them down to thirteen fifty. You got gold at twelve hundred and seventy two. Uh so a great opportunity to continue to add to your portfolio at, at pricing still way below normal. I mean right now at, at 1272 gold, if this was any other year in the last 14 years, and really, probably got to go back all the way to 2001 to have anything similar. You're probably looking at, what, 14 and a quarter? Possibly, what, somewhere between 14 and a quarter and 1450 would have been considered Normal. Uh, so being able to, to still get them here at $1,350, it's a great opportunity. If you've never done business with us before, it is so simple. We are not like anybody else. When you call us up, you just tell us, hey, I want the special. Joe, Wendy, Arlene, Sarah, whoever answers, most, I'd like the special. And we're going to say, great, how many would you like? And, I'd like one, or I'd like five, or I'd like ten. And we're going to give you a total. Yeah, that's it. Well, of course, we're going to get your name. Got We need your name and your address. We need to know where to ship it to. And then you, you pay for it, and once we have good funds, we ship everything registered, insured, U.S. mail. The only time it doesn't go registered, insured, U.S. mail is if you're local and you want to pick up here at the office, you can do that, save yourself a shipping charge. Or if we're shipping something heavy, right, cases of silver, bags of junk, if if it's heavy, it'll go ground UPS signature required. So in no instance will someone just leave your product at your front door or in your mailbox. Everything that we ship has to be signed for. If you're not home when the postman delivers, a lot of you, hey, I work when the postman comes. No problem. They're going to leave you a slip in your mailbox saying that you have a registered insured package. You take that slip down to your post office and you pick up your product there. So it's just that simple. If you want us to give you a heads up and, and say, hey, we're shipping your product today so you kind of know what's happening, we'll gladly do that for you. So U.S. 20s, liberties or saints, you pick them, 1350 today, 800 We are talking about long-term care. And now, according to the federal government, 7 out of 10, age 65 and older, are going to need 3.7 if you're a female, 2.2 if you're a male, years of long-term care. The government now says Health expenses should not be underestimated. (laughs) Couples could expect to spend $350,000 in retirement for health care. And really, when you think about it, what's this number going to be next year? What's this number going to be in 10 years? Right in ten years, what are we going to be talking about? Seven hundred thousand? You know, when you see these commercials, you got these people all walking around. What's your number? Right, these numbers got to be in the billion, well, in the tens of millions at least for you to have any shot. Uh, this was out of Market Watch today. Uh, long-term care now, and I, you know, and I thought maybe you know what, twenty or thirty percent, but no, according to the government. Seven out of every ten people are going to need uh, some long term care in their retirement. Today, the average expected health care bill in retirement, three hundred and fifty grand. And I guess in the next ten years, what are we what are we really talking about? Is seven hundred thousand even enough? I don't know. I mean, when you think about there's going to, there's 10,000 people every day and it's been that way now for what 3 or 4 years it's going to be that way for another 12 years now you you're thinking about you're going to what have about 100 million people of which 70 million of them are going to need some form of long-term care and the average bill today is 350k Tucked away in the pages of a new report from the U.S. Government Accountability Office, a startling stat, if you don't listen to this show, you won't hear this on the idiot box, 40.4%, so 4 out of 10, and the U.S. workforce is now made up of what they call contingent Workers. You're like, what does that mean? That's people who don't have what we would traditionally consider a secure job. <laughs> right? right? This goes hand in hand. This is out of Forbes. This goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about with these jobs. It, it could be any, you know, it doesn't matter what the number is 100,000, 200,000, 500,000. It says that a lot of debate about how contingent workers should be defined. Now, I'm going to give you an example of this. Last, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, CNN and uh, The Motley Fool and, and a whole bunch of USA Today, right, all reported how 44 million workers now, 44 million Americans, have more than one job. When you go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they tell you that there's only 7.6 billion of them. So where the question is, when, where's the other 37 million of them? And that's where they're talking about how to define it. The BLS spreads it out everywhere, right? Some are uh, you're a temporary worker. That's in that bucket. You're a contract worker. Oh, that's over here. Uh, you're, you're, you're at a temp agency, so that's over here, right? But when you really, when you think about, it, 44 million people work more than one job. I'm going to break it down for you next. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you're just joining us, uh, gold and silver uh, both up strong today. Gold's up fifteen twelve seventy one right now. Silver's up forty one cents sixteen dollars eighty cents. Been talking about obviously the North Korean situation getting the. It's getting a little more precarious, more worrisome. Just another one of those things, right? Just add that to the list. right? We Interest rates and balance sheets and central bank interventions. Uh, we haven't even talked about Wells Fargo. Probably need to do that. Matter of fact, I'll try to do that tomorrow. Because if, uh, again, by the way, uh, and, and I, I'm getting ahead of myself, They're now apparently in more trouble again, this time for a whole different thing. So it's not for the scam that they pulled on all the auto loans, and it's not for all the fake accounts. Uh, There's another one coming down the pipe for Wells Fargo, and I'm just going to say this. They may be the worst of them, right? And I don't know that, but they may be, and I'm going to hope that they are the worst. But I just don't believe for one second that they were the only one acting this way. I have a hard time believing that. Because, you know, all of these bankers, they go from one place to the next, and here and there, and they shuffle around it. And I just got to believe it's more widespread than just Wells Fargo. But we'll, we'll save that one for tomorrow. So we're, we're, we're looking at, right, we talked about long-term care. Now Now they put the government put a number on it. Seven out of ten. It's gonna cost you at least three hundred and fifty grand. And and you think about every year, right? We know what health care costs are doing. Then we looked at the workforce, and this is probably one of the growing as a matter of fact. Ramon's got a great article up on our website today, the very lead article. Educate yourself. According to the government about 1.3% of the workforce is agency temp, so temp agencies. 3.5% of the workforce is deemed on call. Hey, I don't have you on the schedule, but I'll call you if I need you. Guess what? The government says you've got a job. Contract workers, 3%. Now, and that's company workers. In other words, a lot of those happen where, hey, they laid you off, right? Honeywell laid you off, but you can come back and do some contract work for us. Independent contractors who provide a service or a product and find their own customers And 13% of the workforce. And my guess is that's probably where, like, the Uber and Lyft drivers live, uh, the the eBay warriors and all of that stuff, that's probably where they fall into it. That's 13%. Wow. You know, I think about 40% of all the jobs being created now are waitresses and bartenders. 13% of them are these independent contractors. I mean, you, you can do the math. Self-employed workers such as shop and restaurant owners 3.3 percent so let's see all of these don't own restaurants but yet you know 25 percent of all the jobs are in the restaurant industry you know the numbers aren't quite adding up here and then the standard part-time worker. And they don't define what standard meant, but I'll, I'll just go with that. I'm going to assume that's like the uh, the high school student that truly wants to work part-time, or maybe it's the retired boomer who's trying to supplement their income and truly wants to work part-time, 16.2%. If you go had a 33% increase in the percentage of workers who were contingent. It's the biggest growth among people with part-time jobs. Of course, that actually fits. Right? So when we start really putting all of these pieces together, we can actually put the pieces in place. We kind of know what's really going on. And if you think for one second that somehow Janet Yellen and the rest of her friends at the Federal Reserve don't, you're out of your mind. If you believe, you don't think Goldman Sachs knows this and Maryland, of course they do. You don't think your elected politician doesn't know. Well, maybe they don't. I don't know about that. But they should. And so when they go out there and they tell you how great it is, they know they are misrepresenting. And that's the hardest thing, because if you want to misrepresent what is actually happening, how can you ever fix it? And the answer really is they don't want to fix it. They don't want to fix it. Because they know what fixing it really means. Fixing it really means... Guess what? We're going to have to raise rates. We're going to have to put in a border tax. We're going to have to protect the sovereignty of the United States worker. We are going to have to change the rules back and force these businesses to pay a better wage. And all, I mean, all of those things. You know, we talk about it all the time. We're going to want it back. You know, the big part of how Donald Trump got elected was we wanted it back. We just didn't get it back. U.S. twenty dollar liberties and saints, thirteen hundred and fifty bucks, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Final segment on a Wednesday. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know, it is funny when you think about it. You know, they gave themselves credit, and they, the Federal Reserve, gave themselves credit for fixing the Great Depression. And of course, when we really studied the history, we found out they didn't fix it at all. Matter of fact, the United States was heading back into recession, and World War II just happened to start. And now here we are again. Is World War Three coming? That may be the only saving thing, and that's a scary thought. But I was talking about they're lying to us. I want to read this to you and this was out of Forbes, pretty respected journalistic integrity. As the report points out, contingent workers, okay, now that's 40% of the workforce now, often lack employer-provided benefits such as health insurance, And here's the part where where the line comes in. And access to the government safety net that traditional W-2 workers have when their work dries up. It notes key worker protection laws generally apply to employees and therefore does not apply to independent contractors, self-employed workers, and contingent workers who are not classified as employees. So when they come out and tell you, oh, jobless claims, they're so low, they're back to where they were in the 70s. This is why they're back. This is just another example of what they've allowed businesses to do. There was laws against this stuff. Can't do that. Now, if you're a business, you don't want an employee. You'll do anything you can to not have them. Why? Because hey, when when the work's over, I can just say, "Okay, we're done. See you later." I don't have to worry about unemployment insurance and payroll taxes and this and that. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And guess what? Those people don't get to file for jobless benefits. And all of this stuff is out there. It's all the great misconceptions. This, just like today's productivity report. Right Now, if they had just been honest and said, hey, listen, we, we yeah, okay, yeah, it was a great number, but let me tell you what happened. We took last year and revised it to the worst number we've ever seen. A number that we haven't seen since 1982. And I don't know, I'm speculating that's when records started being kept on that report. So this number is overstated, right? But they didn't do that. Why? Because they want to mislead. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why? What is the benefit to lying to all of us? Right, and of course the answer is really simple, right? They want to keep us in the dark. Make sure you're taking care of at least the wealth insurance part of it today. US twenty dollar liberties in St. Gordon thirteen fifty at eight hundred nine five one zero five and nine two. Like I said, gold's up 15, silver's up 41. We'll see what tomorrow may bring. Everybody take care and have a great rest of your hump day.